welcome to the Nerd Crusade Podcast, episode 42. I'm your host, Ian, and with me as always is Courtney. Hello. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about some TV shows, uh, Invincible, Goosebumps, and the Loki Season 2 finale. Um, we'll jump right into it, uh, just because we're probably going to talk mostly about Loki. Um, so we'll jump right into Invincible, where Season 2, Episode 2, not a whole lot happened. <laughs> well, it's just setting up for what's to come later in the season. So, um, we saw the Martians from season one and kind of that storyline, uh, how that might play out in this season. Yeah. The Martians might certainly might come to invade earth. Um, Martian man is like trying a new person, new persona to be a superhero again. And then, uh, Mark went to the Atlantis of this universe, uh, because his dad killed the king of Atlantis, the fish guy, and so he has to do a what he thought was marry the old queen, but they changed that role to uh, basically a bow to death. Battle by combat against their little little like trench monster that they had. Yeah. Um, but I, what that showed was that there's a weakness. With uh, high-pitched sounds to Invincible, which uh, the head guy was kind of recording. Oh, really? Yeah. You caught that as a weakness? I caught that more as, like, it was just loud and he couldn't No, no, no. He's trying to get data from Invincible's fights and interactions to... So you know how to weaken weaken Omni-Man if he comes back. Yeah. So that's kind of what that's showing in this episode as well well the thing is though invincible gets his ass kicked all the time so like yeah because like one of the things that happens like when i'm in a fight and someone punches him he doesn't move like superman like as if nothing happened invincible takes the punch and then he gets bruised and beat up he'll heal really fast or whatnot but he rarely ever just stands there and gets hit like nothing's hurting him like omni man mm-hmm. so i don't think necessarily all his weaknesses are necessary weaknesses more so that he hasn't developed the ability to just like withstand shit like his dad does. Well, they did. He did tell Cecil, who I'm predicting is a clone, because Cecil died in the first season. Did he? I don't. I don't remember the first season at all. Really. Maybe you should have watched the first season again. But did you uh, watch the first season again? Yes. Oh, I didn't. I only watched. I I remember the key thing <laughs> with the first season is dad beat the shit out in the last episode. God damn it! But in any case. It's, uh, Cecil was told to take the data from that fight, specifically that high-pitched, uh, sound, sound to R&D. Do you think Cecil's the guy with the glasses? Cecil's the old man, the old dude. Oh, well, whatever the, what is the... You're thinking the assistant that the was assistant. killed. Yeah. yeah, sorry. The assistant was killed the first season, which you they don't remember his name. Yeah, I don't know head. his name either, but, like, my only other, my one gripe with it, though, is that they're not... Depicting when they jump to different different dimension, different universe. Yeah, it's a little confusing. It's when like, they well, do wait, it. what happened? Did I miss something? Was there? Because like, the episode like seemed like it ended, and then it cut to a different dimension where well, it didn't. It did end. It was just like a mid credit scene. Yeah, is what happened? But I agree that when they jump to different dimensions, uh, it is a bit confusing. Yeah, because it felt like there was a commercial break, and then it came back and was like, wait, did I miss something? What the fuck yeah, happened? Yeah, why is Mark? All they had to do is put down like. 
dimension, blah blah blah, or another dimension at the bottom. And I'm like, all right, cool. I know what I know what's going on now. Not yeah, I could see doing that for the first episode where you had Mark and Omni Man working together to kind of throw you off a bit. Yeah, but now that we know about the guy that can jump to different dimensions, if he's in a scene and he's in a different dimension, there should be a little title card or something. Yeah, because it cut really quick. It wasn't until, like, oh, okay, we I, when we saw the guy there, all right, we're in a different dimension. Hey, Cecil and the boss and the other dude are, we, are women in this universe. Yeah. Um, but it's also, like, what's also weird is that character sat there and said, hey, make him pay for what he did to you, or, to you in this universe, where his motivation now is that he wants to kill Mark for what a different mark did in a different dimension as if he can't differentiate yeah. the two. He, he clearly knows they're different. Well, because he was w- warned by the blue guy in the first episode, don't take the helmet off, otherwise it's yeah. going to scramble your brain and you can't differentiate between your memories. But he can so, differentiate that dimension from what he thinks is his own dimension? Maybe, maybe not. It's, re- it's really weird. It, it's, it's kind of weird. I feel like... It's either he wants to kill all Mark. I think it should be he either wants to kill all the Invincibles or kill none of them. Not just, I want to kill this one who is alive. He's not in the dimension that I'm from. Well, I think he does want to kill all the Marks, but that Mark that he was talking to was already captured. Because he was learning, like, how do they capture you? How are they holding you back? Yeah. I don't know. But, like, other than, like, that stuff all happens at the end. Other than... Them recording the sound effect that, that hurt Mark possibly, which I think is just Mark's not to the point where like he can just withstand anything like Omni Man can, um, and the fact that he disobeyed an order and went back and and fought the monster to save all the Atlanteans, uh, and Cecil took that as like you know you're not following orders anymore, um, are probably the two biggest things. They all happen at the end. Everything else in between is just hey he graduated high school. Hey he can't ha- he has a weird work life balance issue. Yeah, just, it's called life, man. Just, just bull- it's, a, it's just it was just like nothing happening until the end. It felt like it was a filler episode almost. It's setting up. Yeah, it's setting up a lot of different villains for a, a whole season. But I don't. But like, <clears throat> how many episodes was the first season here? Uh, I want to say what ten. Oh, so they have planned three seasons for this, and season one was. Come on, scroll down was eight. eight episodes. So I feel like what they're setting up, it should be a better... Hopefully it's longer than eight episodes. Well, we'll find out. Because eight episodes would be short. No, they, they have planned eight episodes for season two. But they do have a season three already planned. At least yeah. according to IMDb. So that story's going to carry on to the third season, most likely. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're probably going to set up some stuff in here that we're not going to see the conclusion to by the end of this season. Yeah, it'll just roll into season three. Yeah. All right. Well, that's Invincible. I mean, it's still a good show. It's just that was kind of a weaker episode, I feel like. Um, and I feel like they need to change that. If they're going to keep doing these dimensional jumps, they need to do it in a way where it doesn't feel like there's a commercial break or a cut where we might have missed something. Or, like, just put a tile card or a label or start those scenes with that guy walking into that dimension so, like, we know, okay, what's going on. Yeah. Because every time we see that character, like, okay, we know we're in a different dimension or we could be in a different dimension. And it's just like... Hey, Mark's captured and he's locked up. Like, wait, wait, what the fuck happened? Yeah, because you don't even see him. I think mainly the confusion here is because him disobeying Cecil and going back to save the Lantians and them talking about, like, hey, go analyze that sound, made it sound like Cecil no longer trusts him because he disobeyed him once. 
and then it cut to him being locked up. Well, I think up. Cecil's always never go- is never going to trust Mark, especially after what uh, Omni Man did. And it seems so weird because it's like obviously they're two different fucking people, dude. They are, but and they, they all keep saying, "Yes, you're not your father. You don't have to be like your father." Even Cecil's told him that, and then he disobeys him once, and it seems like he's like, "Okay, we can't trust him anymore. Let's start documenting this stuff." And then it cuts to him being locked up. I was, that's why I was so lost. I'm like, "Wait, did we jump to dimension? What the fuck mm-hmm. happened?" It just that particular scene to scene made it more confusing, maybe. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, moving on to goosebumps. Um, we it's ten episode show. We just got to episode nine. Uh, last week we said basically it was a kind of a false ending. Last last week on episode nine, they or episode eight, they wrapped everything up with what was mainly going on with the kids. Um, to we're now like this episode is all just about social life drama. Yeah, the I think kids. they just wanted a filler thing for the kids. Yeah. to reason for them to keep them in there. It was mostly about Justin Long's character. Yeah, giving us the full backstory on how like. He's a failed teacher, failed writer. Everything was kind of like circling the drain for him, about to get evicted until he found out he... His dog died. Yeah, his dog died. Or his grandmother's dog, he said he promised he'd look after, ran into the traffic and died in front of him. All that happened to like where his life was about to circle the drain to then, hey, you just inherited this estate. And then boom, his life's turned around. He moves to Washington and then he gets taken over by a ghost. Yeah. So, like, his life was shitty before. He was and really got turned over to and it got shitty again. And then this just went back to, okay, cool. He went through this experience. He wrote a book for it. Yes. Which was like, all right, cool. He, he wrote the experience down in a book. And he's going to sell it. And so he says it's to a publisher. And then, like, the publisher's response was fine. But because of his naivety... Naivety. Naivety, naivety, naivety in the situation. And or, or the people writing the, the show have no idea how book publishing works. I mean, yeah. We don't know how book, book publishing works. We never publish a book. But we do know if a publisher calls you and says, oh, yeah, we like this. But we, we want to change we want you to change. We want you to change the ending. Can you change the ending for us? Uh, you can sit there and say, yeah, sure. I need an advance to do that. Mm-hmm. And not be like, oh, that same evening they're demanding you you ship them a new ending. Yeah, it's like it, it takes longer than one day to rewrite an ending. It's yeah. going to take a little time. Even if you like wrote the whole thing within a weekend and then sent it off, it's not like they know he wrote the whole thing in a weekend. Yeah. So it wouldn't be like, oh, cool. It should be like, so we want you to change the ending so we can make a series out of this, so it's not just a happy ending and everything's good good to go. Can you do that? How long would it take you to do that? Not, cool, send us the ending by the end of the day. And, oh, well, well, well you know, we might have to pass on this book if you can't do that. It's like, no. No, there's no way. <laughs> it's like, cool, you want my book? Awesome. Just give me advance of this much money uh, so I can uh, take care of my finances and I'll work on an ending I'll have, and we'll agree on a due date for that. Yes. Because there should have been a due date. Yeah. Not... End of day. Yeah, the way they depicted it. Because like, she was wearing the same outfit when she called again. Like, oh, where's the ending? And then also have, have it be like when they're pushing, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'll just go to another publisher. Yeah. Not, oh, I got it. I'm stressing out. I got to figure out a new ending. And basically, because he can only write what he knows, which was the experience that he had and this whole story that we've watched, he can't come up with a new ending explaining the background of Slappy and all that stuff. Because he doesn't know it, and he's not creative enough to make up a new ending. Yeah. 
Uh, and he's under a lot of pressure because the publisher's pressuring him to do it immediately. That's the only part that's off because, like, even people who don't publish, written, has never written a book or published a book, we know that there's play, there's wiggle room there. Nobody should expect you to write a whole brand new ending to a book in, in a day. Yeah. Nor, nor demand that you change what you wrote to begin with. You'd be like, cool, we like this. Here's some notes. Would you mind doing this? Okay, cool, let's negotiate. Not, yeah. Yeah, so we like this, but you need to do this or we're not going to buy it. Exactly. It's like, well, cool. I'll just keep shipping this around. Yeah, that's like, like he's because he literally just sent it to one publisher, basically. That's what it seems so like. like. Sent it to one person in New York. They came, they got back to him, and he was excited to go. Um, but they also depict him as being a huge loser in all aspects. Because before he got his phone call from New York, he was about to wiggle his way onto like the kids' Seattle road trip. Yeah, it's like, Dude, like you're a teacher, they're kids. That's weird. Don't do yeah, that. Yeah, no, no, no. Let's not blur that line. Yeah, granted, like he hasn't really met or known anybody the entire time he's been here because he's been possessed by ghosts the whole time. And yeah. th- those are the only people he does know. <laughs> the kids' parents at <laughs> <And>, uh <laughs> Well, like he knows the kids' parents through the story, not actually like having to work with them or anything like that. And so, yeah. like the end of the story and he was and the ghost depossessed him and he was saved um he's trying to make friends with the, with the parents but he's fucking that up because he's being he's treating the one dad like he's a, th- a therapist yeah just tell him all his problems which has the parents up in a tizzy because he mentioned he wrote the book and the dad is like what you're writing a book about all this because of course they don't want a book written about how they allegedly might have murdered somebody yeah when they're teenagers even though he's changed his names which are Really, yeah, he's bad. bad at changing at the name of Like, clearly, he's not very creative. Yes, he just wants to be creative. Um, so this whole episode, other than this Goosebumps supernatural stuff, has to deal with Justin Long's character getting his background and then him doing what we all all expected, which was somebody goes and finds the dummy in the woods, which it just happens to be Justin Long goes out there and finds the dummy so he can get his ending. Yeah. All the stuff with the kids is just, hey, will she or will, won't uh, the one chick move to Seattle with her mom? Will break up her relationship? So Lucas' kid's already just already sabotaging that because he doesn't want to leave his small town. Just bullshit college, high school level stuff. Yeah. That really has no bearing other than... It has, yeah, it has no bearing on the story. Other than really. the kids might be, their bond might be, might be breaking a little bit. So that can be one unit to fight against Slappy. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, we'll see. yeah. It's 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 too little, too late. Like that's something that you need to build up to. Yeah, not just like oh, one episode. Oh, we're going to Seattle for a road trip. She might move there. Oh, everybody hates each other. Yeah, um, that's kind of weak. Um, but what we answers that we questions we had throughout the whole thing, which is like who is Slappy? What was up with the coffin and all that stuff for that mm-hmm. his ancestor had? Do you finally come back with Justin Long getting the doll? Doing what he says, which is digging up a coffin. Yep. <clears throat> reading another little enchantment thing that was in the that's on the the, the corpse's the body. Corpse's body. Um, and we see that tower in flames again with yeah. like people on it. And then just a kind of get or just long character gets bullied into just reading it, so he reads it because Corp- he's weak. <laughs> the corpse comes to life. The Ghosts in the, or the, whatever, the spirit that's possessing the dummy goes into the corpse. It reanimates and heals itself basically to being normal. Yep, being and, a normal human again. Yeah, because first, like, it's a zombie. Why is it, how's that going to help anything? Yeah. But it did, like, regenerate itself. Uh, that's when um, 
the athlete's dad shows up to say, hey, I don't want you to do anything with this book thing. Uh, and then he gets turned into a dummy by the now reanimated corpse. Of Slappy. Who just leaves the house at that point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We <laughs> forgot to mention, Slappy brings the dead dog back to life. That was taxidermied. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. So he taxidermied the dog, I guess, because his emotional connection to it. And then I guess Slappy took it as, here's your payment, a demon dog brought back to yeah. life. <laughs> that forced him to, go, that showed him where the coffin was, forced him to dig it up. Uh, and then Slappy left him just along there with his dog. And no, the dog went with him. Oh, the dog did go with him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like he's left with nothing, no ending to his story, no explanation to what the hell this coffin was. I mean. Oh, and the dad dummy the dad, now. The dad is now dummy in this hallway. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> have fun with that. <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, there's only one more episode left, yes. which is basically going to be. Wrapping up, stopping this man demon thing yeah welcome to Horrorland. the teens return from the seattle trip to discover that their loved ones are in grave danger and they must band together to save port lawrence from a new evil let's take over the town which is this magician guy brought back to life maybe they'll explain what this fiery tower thing is that we keep seeing a flash of that everybody's like oh what's, what's this i don't want to be a part of that and then they usually get rid of slappy at that point yeah um or what the motivation is of this uh, magician who has this this these powers what why he wanted to be resurrected and what his main goal is they'll probably wrap that all up in the next episode and then we'll see if we'll get another, another season out of it mm-hmm. it will be interesting to see if they do go for another season because if they do i would assume they would have to follow the same format here where they took a bunch of different stories and connect them all to one plot line yeah um goosebumps has always used the slappy the Tranquilitous doll as a central point to tie as a in, bridge, yeah, tie in a bunch of stuff. How will they do that once that's handled? Because yeah, cause even I... even the movies, the first movie did the same thing. It's like mm-hmm. okay, cool, and then the second movie, I can't quite remember what all what all happened. In the second Ghost Goosebumps movies, yeah, I just know it wasn't as good as the first one. Um, so we'll have to see what happens if they plan a second season off it or if it gets one. I mean. Overall, the show is pretty good for a young adult horror show mm-hmm. um, because it's not full of all the stupid like sex and romance and relationship bullshit that happens in all those shows. Yeah, like, that's only happening right here <laughs> or yeah. in this episode, really. Yeah, but we're like Sabrina happened constantly throughout it, um, and like Vampire Diaries, all that stuff is all just teen yes. romance drama with supernatural elements thrown into it, and nothing. Fo- and now we're focusing on. The supernatural part, which is where or it's the big to be. picture, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Where, <laughs> that's why this has been more appealing to us because it's not full of a bunch of romantic relationship drama that CW throws in all their shows and like Netflix did with Sabrina and whatnot. Because mm-hmm. we were really into Sabrina, then it got to the point where, like this is just dragging on. What the fuck are they doing here? Yeah, well, because it was like a bait and switch because it was originally presented as kind of that horror element with teens and you weren't going to focus that much on the whole romance and the teen drama as much because it seemed like it was going to focus on the big picture yeah and then it just went (laughs) it just turned into the normal cw uh what riverdale yeah type of show where it's all about the romance it's like oh this is really interesting interesting and then it really seems like the cw focused nothing about on that and then before they became the cw when they were still the wb and Smallville is like one of the last shows where it's like, 
we're focusing on the big picture. This is about Superman as a young, as growing up, mm-hmm. and like Monster of the Week seasons to like bigger picture things. Never to like, oh, who is he dating this week? Who's upset with them now? Yeah, this Doesn't he get back together with his uh, this Lana Lane yeah. or whatever. Like that would never seem to be the focus of Smallville, and then CW takes over everything, and then they turn everything into teenage relationships. Yep. And, like, MTV garbage shows. <laughs> um, so, that's why, like, this has been a better show because it's avoided that until, like, episode 9. Where you in episode 9, that's been really light. Most of this episode was more focused on Justice Long's background. And uh, what him getting him to go, go get the dummy and us finding out more about that. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, the last episode will actually wrap, wrap everything, everything up, up properly. So, we'll have to find out about that. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so moving on to the last show we're going to talk about, and we'll probably talk the most about, is Loki. Yes. Um, season 2 finale uh, came out. Um, I believe it's a show finale. Yes, I would have to say it's a show finale, how oh. they ended it. Yeah, because they did a great job with wrapping up Loki's complete arc. Even because they flashed back to, event- to the Avengers movie of him mm-hmm. saying... I'm burdened with glorious purpose that he wants to have a throne and all this and flashing back through all the times he said he, he just should be king of something. Um, to this point, uh, in the show, that episode's actually called Glorious Purpose, where um, we basically find out that Loki does everything he possibly can to try and save the TVA. Yep. Even by spending centuries of time skipping so he can learn and quantum, master everything. Quantum mechanics and Quantum physics. mechanics, how to control his time slipping, how to pause time, yeah. m- and manipulate time a bit. Because he basically asked Ouroboros, like, how long would it take me to learn everything you know about uh, the TVA and about the time streams and all that? And he said centuries, so then it goes <laughs> centuries later. And then he, he's like, hey, Ouroboros, do yeah. this, 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 this. He's rushing them all through the process to get everything done. You even hear, I think, uh, the characters Lawrence or Clarence says, like, I'm surprised by your sudden understanding of all this stuff. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's just so It's good. like basically Loki has an engineering degree in quantum mechanics and basically rushes <laughs> everything way through the process to get it done. We get, he finally gets Victor uh, to all the way down the catwalk to the launcher, launches the device into the loom. The loom expands, everything's working, and yet it all still breaks. Yep. And there was no real solution. Even after spending centuries of learning everything you can possibly learn about it, there was no way for them to stop the loom from exploding. Because it was going to explode. Yeah. Dude, what they, they explain it as, oh, well, it's infinite, so infinite possibilities can never be scaled to match, mm-hmm. which makes sense. But then when he goes further back to... Basically, the end of season one where they're... Where Sylvie kills uh, He Who Remains. Uh, they stop time and he talks to He Who Remains, who realizes, okay, he can time slip, he can pause time and all this stuff. Yeah, and he's asking him, like, how many times have we had, had this, this conversation? conversation? Yeah. So, because, like, he spent another, like, maybe centuries or whatnot trying to stop Sylvie from killing him. Yeah, and, and const- then also talking to yeah. He Who Remains. So lifetimes and lifetimes have gone by of Loki trying to find the solution to this puzzle. And then finally, uh, he remains basically tells him, yeah, I know about Victor and of all this stuff. Um, you don't understand the looms a fail safe. It's supposed to explode. It's supposed to destroy 
all other timelines except for the sacred timeline. Mm-hmm. So no matter what happens, it will always get destroyed. And there's nothing you can do nothing about, you can do about it. it. And Loki determined... Unless you kill Sylvie and we just keep the status quo. Yep. And that's why he... He doesn't want try- to do. Yeah. And he tries to r- remove... Tries. He says, I'm going to change the equation. He's like, you can't. Uh, he remains space and tells you, you can't change it. I'm always going to be here. It's either you kill Sylvie, you keep the status quo, or you can constantly do this shit. Like, as I said, I'll see you right back here. Yeah, whenever. I'll see you soon. Yeah, so you constantly, like, as like he was trying to stop Sylvie, you constantly hear her kill him over and over again, and him just saying, see you soon, until he finally has that conversation with him. And then Loki starts jumping back further, trying to f- figure out new ways to try and uh, stop everything. Um, to get to a point where it was very interesting. We had that conversation with um, Mo- with Mobius. Yes. Because I was kind of confused. Like, well, because he was jumping. Because he had the t- conversation with Sylvie about asking for permission to kill her, and she's like, "No." <laughs> yeah, or if he could think that she would understand that. Like, yes, yeah, sh- yeah, you should. Do we that was the solution, like maybe you should kill me, mm-hmm. I guess is what he's asked for. I don't feel like he was asking for permission, but finding out like now if she knew everything, would she say that yeah, that should be the thing, go ahead and sacrifice me? Yeah. Which she's like, no, fuck that. Um because the concept is still he remains says basically if you kill him, a million of him an infinite number of him show up and they start destroying everything and they destroy the sacred timeline, which means everybody dies no matter what. Mm-hmm. Or you let him live, you keep the the sacred timeline, or you kill him, the loom explodes, it destroys everything but the sacred timeline, and he ends up back there. Um, Because it's either everybody loses free will for the sacred timeline, or everybody just dies completely. That's that's his black and white of the equation, is it's like, either I I live in this, and we have the status quo, or everybody dies. Dies, dies and yeah. goes away, and nothing exists. Um, Sylvie kind of basically tells him, like, hey, give us a chance to fight back. You're not even giving us the chance to fight if you le- if you go by his equation. It's either his solution or his solution because he couldn't find him, he himself couldn't find a solution other than that. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly because Kang can't self sacrifice. Right. So. Loki take he listens to her about having a hope of a fighting chance. Mm-hmm. Goes back further, further, um, to his first like interrogation with Mobius and has a conversation with Mobius, which seemed kind of weird because Mobius was defending why the secret timeline should be saved and told a story about how he fucked up, and he doesn't necessarily like hey this was him. Loki basically just deduces it was him, saying like hey there was. A soldier out there who's supposed to uh, kill, uh, purge somebody who was going to... It was a kid. To purge a kid who was going to cause havoc and destroy a bunch of stuff. And he hesitated. And things were starting to spiral out of control because he was just a kid minding his own business doing nothing. Mm -hmm. But 5,000 people were going to die because of this kid. Renslayer, though, is the one who purged the kid um, to stop the branching timelines. And basically salvage whatever career Mobius had. That's why she went on to be a judge and moved on higher throughout the hierarchy of the ranks of the TVA. Mm-hmm. And he just stayed an analyst um, because he hesitated and couldn't do what needed to be done. But then he 
he's sitting there telling Loki that, yeah, the bigger picture is what's always more important. And regardless of whatever you have to do, you need to do, you need to think of the bigger picture. Um, what reason I say it's kind of confusing because it comes off as he's defending the sacred timeline. He's, it sounds like he's defending the argument of like, you need to just save the sacred timeline and fuck everything else. Yeah. Um, but Loki does take it as like, Hey, I understand what you're saying. And then leaves to go back to the, the loom event. Yep. And that's when, like, I kind of realized from the get go, this episode, like, they kept saying Victor. I was like, no, I think Loki or Sylvie, some of them have to go out there because they have magic abilities. Yeah. And they can now use magic in the TVA. So maybe they can do something different there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's when Loki does one thing. He who can't, who he mm-hmm. shall remain will never do, which is self-sacrifice, which isn't that he, <laughs> he thought he was going to die because clearly he didn't. Mm-hmm. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this whole... I mean, yeah, this is the whole end of the show, but it's such a great ending to his arc because Loki always wanted a throne, but he wanted a throne with the perks of people loving him and all that. That's why he pretended to be Odin, but he wants his own throne, but doesn't realize having a throne can be lonely. And then he ends up self-sacrificing himself to do what I thought was a really cool transition. It was like, he went out there, the loom explodes, um... And all the timelines, threads are just kind of floating around. And he starts grabbing them all and carrying them. And his outfit starts changing into his Loki horns and cape. And he basically walks off the catwalk to upstairs to, like, basically the end of time. It looked basically Mm -hmm. to what's left of that cathedral, which then turns into just a seat that turns into a golden throne. That he then sits on and then uses his magic to rejuvenate all the threads of time. And the cool thing is, like, they did that transition of it looking like a loom again. Yeah. But then they they, sw- t- they turned it. And then it and looked like a tree. Yeah, it became the uh, Istir uh, world tree. Yes. And then Loki's throne is now the seed of power of the, of the world tree, connecting all the different dimensions together and letting them thrive. Which this also kind of helps Marvel solve the problem if they can't use uh, the actor who plays Kang anymore. Yes. Because if Jonathan Major can't be used anymore, they can pivot to, well, Loki changed everything. The TVA's purpose now is purging Kangs and not purging anybody else and protecting all the timelines. So if they wanted to drop Kang as the next big villain, they technically could... Or they can continue with it because there's an infinite number of them. Yeah. And there will always be an infinite number, so they'll always constantly be trying to purge them. Um, so they can go either way. So depending on what happens to Jonathan Majors, if they <laughs> yes. wanted to bail on the Kang idea and go somewhere else, they technically could and just never come back to it. Or they could continue it um, so far, but they could wrap it up very nicely. But what was wrapped up nicely is Loki's complete arc from villain to hero, to... To anti-hero, back to, to hero. A god. Or savior god. Yeah. Yeah. Savior god, where, like, his existence is he has to stay there and hold on to the timelines. And, and if he leaves, the timelines yeah. are just going to go... <laughs> yeah, unless, like, he puts enough power into it that they're now self-sustaining. But basically, he's holding everything together. Yes. And he has to sit there to do that by sacrificing all his friends that he want that... The episode prior, he admitted that he wanted to save, the, not the TVA, but save 
the fact that he has friendships that he wants to continue to have. Yeah. But he has to give all that up, which... Could you say He Who Remains did the same with where when he ended up where he is at the at the end of the sacred timeline? Maybe, but he was more concerned with I have to kill all the other me's. Yeah. Um and prevent all the other me's from from destroying, destroying them world. Everything. Yeah. Um and it seemed like with like Victor Timely, like he didn't really have connections to, with people. Like he kinda like Renslayer, but as soon as Renslayer said partnership or sharing anything, he's like, fuck no. Yeah. And dropped her hella quick. So I feel like he remains the same type of person where like he don't he won't share any power whatsoever. So therefore, he destroyed everything. So he'd be the only one in power, and maybe he calls that his own self sacrifice. But he wasn't ready to share it with anybody anyway. So he didn't have friends to begin with. Yes, because he wouldn't share credit or or, or yeah, because he help. wiped uh, Renslayer's memory of yeah, everything when she did help him. Yeah, as like being his head general in the time war. Yeah. So, he has a false sense of self-sacrifice. Loki finally self-sacrifices like every hero has to to become the hero he need, he's supposed to be, to have the throne that he was supposed to have to fulfill his glorious purpose. Um, yes. And it's great to see that that art goes from him being a spoiled brat, uh, like stepchild, to villain, to unwilling like anti-hero, to death. And then real escaping death in the past. Yes. To realize that he does die in the future and he does he's a horrible person to kind of anti hero <laughs> to him actually finally realizing what it is to be a hero and that type of stuff. Yeah. To be a hero, to be a king of sorts. And not get zero credit for it. Yes. Anyway. Um, but to know that he's saving and giving them a fighting chance to change the future and not deal with uh Kang. Um I thought that's Perfect, man. Like, if they could give us this whole show on DVD... It would be so nice. Like, this is the perfect, like, story arc for Loki. Just, like, the first uh, three phases of the MCU is the perfect arc for Captain America and Iron Man. You get to see their entire character arc change throughout the, uh, the that, those phases. Um, those are perfect comic book stories from beginning to end of those specific characters. Regardless if, like, you don't like some of the other characters or what they do with other stuff... Those characters' storylines are, are pulled all the way through to their final, final conclusion end. where they should be. Yes. Which, again, of course, Marvel's going to fuck it up and, like, bring them back somehow. <sighs> Which I hope not. Yeah. I hope There's talk not. of Johnny, of, uh... Uh, uh, Downey Jr. Downey Jr. coming back as Iron Man for, for like, an alternate universe. Or uh, no. Which would He's, be stupid. They shouldn't do that. They shouldn't bring back Captain it. America. They should move forward with Sam being Captain America and that type of stuff. Yeah. Um. But we'll have to see what they do. They're cutting back on all the TV shows to a point where um, I think Agnes is still going to be made, but like they've scrapped a bunch mm-hmm. of other ones. There's rumors that they did these shows without show Bibles or production Bibles, which is weird because everything no. you make has a production Bible. <laughs> and it's impossible that Loki was written without a production Bible. Especially when you're doing a show about time travel and manipulating time, you can't do that without having the whole thing planned out. I think what's different is instead of them uh, throwing the budget and saying, go make a movie and cut it into six parts for a limited series, they, they want to focus on, okay, go make a TV show that's going to be two to three seasons long or, or they pick they want to make a seasonal show mm-hmm. and not a limited series show that's like, well, some people like it, most people hate it, or vice versa. Right. 
Um, but this was really good. I would rewatch so, this in okay. a heart in a heartbeat. The first season I, I rewatched before this one. Um, this would be great to binge watch all together to see it all all come together all at once. Um, done very very well. Mm-hmm. Story was well written. Uh, the set design is impeccable. I just love the set design. Mm-hmm. And costume design was good, too. Everything about this was very well done. 10 out of 10. Would watch again. Would recommend. Yeah. The other thought I had was that um, when you see like the vastness of the TVA and how big it is, Yes. it's almost kind of like uh, Kang's Kingdom in uh, Ant-Man mm-hmm. in the Quantum Realm. Um and the quantum realm was like kind of outside of time, um, so it is a possibility that that king is he who, who remains, who is technically still alive in a further quantum realm. Because all they did was shrink him down even more; they didn't like kill him. Yeah, so it's true. He could always come back uh, to to some extent. Although in this, he remains kept saying, "If you kill me, the whole the whole problem that you can't solve is the reincarnation. I'll always be reincarnated to come back and." end up being where he was again. Right. But I guess Loki, by taking out the loom, that's just the failsafe, he did change the equation, and there's no need for him to be sitting at the end of time because Loki is sitting there. Because they showed um, everyone's uh, epilogue at the end. Uh, Like Victor Timely never got the TVA book, so he didn't become an inventor or anything. Uh, Renslayer was sent to the end of time and was yeah. eaten by that monster. Some people are saying that that might be a uh, a hint that he remains ha- is back and because he was able to tame that beast or whatever it was that was eating everything. I took it more as like she's dead, she's going to die. Um, yeah. The th- interesting thing was though where she was at was they uncovered the grass there and it was this the plate symbol on the ground on the for floor the, of the TVA. TVA. Yeah. So she was standing at the TVA that is no more at the end of time where this thing just devours everything. So that creature is still there. It's not been destroyed, defeated or anything. Um, he who remains was the only one to tame it. Loki didn't do any of that. He mm-hmm. just They well cuz they used it to be able to get to he who remains uh Yeah, he like, who remains tower not tower but is a uh... His citadel, basically. Yeah. But he remains also said he used it to destroy all the other kings. Right. So, um... I don't know. I say Renslayer's dead. It could go either way, right? So Renslayer could be dead, or they're purging all the all the, all the the kings, right? And the kings are showing up there. And then they're going to be there, and one of them is going to take control, or there's going to be an army of kings that come back to, to, to destroy everything, or right. kick Loki off his throne. Um... Either way, like I said, they could either go that route and bring King back and have all these things. There are these open possibilities that King can be still be a threat, or they could just say, "Hey, we can't use Jonathan Majors anymore. He's too risky. We don't want to recast Kang because God forbid you recast a character. Uh, it's a movie. You guys can fucking do that." They did it for Iron Man too. Yeah, but they refused to do it for Black Panther. Kang hasn't really been a huge focal one point. Yeah. So you could change them anyway, but if they don't want to, they can leave it as in the TVA is purging Kangs and save that for way later that the Kangs at the end of time tend to end up being like the, the group of Lokis at the end of time. Right. <clears throat> but we'll have to see what uh, what they end up doing. 
Oh, this puts them in a good position. I feel like they can mm -hmm. do it. So like they, they put themselves back in a good position. Let's see how they mess up. Yeah, they'll probably fuck it up. To be honest, they'll do something. This whole Phase Four has just been a like, mess. The only good thing about Phase Four has been Spider Man. Yeah, that's it with which, the movies. Which they've taken Spider Man from his to his complete arc as it should be, including the Sam Raimi movies. Yeah, to where it should end, where Peter Parker is broke, poor, a nobody in New York being Spider-Man. Exactly. Um, that goes right where it should go. Um, everybody else in the universe, they fucked up Wanda. Oh like, God, they she's did not. We know so we know dirty. she's not dead. They'll probably try and bring her back as a good good character again. But Sam Raimi fucked her over in the uh, Multiverse of Madness uh, movie. <clears throat> Sam and um, as like Captain America is kind of mad because he turned it down the first time. Yeah, like if he if he embraced it and became Captain America and dealt with all the backlash of a black Captain America. Instead of pussing out on it and then having to be <laughs> convinced after that other uh, ordeal to finally take up the mantle. It's like he handed you the shield himself, said, I want you to take it over. You got and this. And then you gave it back to the government, said, no, I don't want this. Yeah. And then you demand, give it back to me. It's it's really a wishy-washy, stupid way to write that character. And Bucky is just kind of like He's just kind of, Yeah. Because I would have thought he would have handed it over to Bucky. Yeah, out of everyone, it's like, oh, your friend who's also a super soldier. Yeah, not like, a guy who, who relies average, on technology yeah. to do anything. Um, which would have made more sense to me. I feel like handing over to Sam is like the culturally diverse way, uh, acceptable way of like, hey, we're going to have a black Captain America. Let's have a conversation about that. Why would there be a conversation about that? That's not. There's no problem with that. They brought mm -hmm. in Isaiah Washington's character as like, Hey, this was the replacement for Captain America after he left, but like nobody gave a shit about him because he was a black guy. Yeah, well, he was before, even before uh, Captain America, he was the one that was experimented on yeah. first. And that would have been a more interesting story to see. And if you wanted that more diversity angle and uh, racism uh, in the. Yeah, would, point that would have been your character to do it with. That and would, it would have been, been great really to see. great because then you could see him in World War II, in the Korean War, feeling in betrayed Vietnam, by his country, and then being betrayed after. over and over and over again by his country while he does all these dangerous missions and fights for his country. It would have been so good. Yeah, that would have been a much better story to tell. So, like, I feel like oh, it's a huge missed opportunity. The Falcon, Captain America, that stuff's kind of blah, gone. Hawkeye and whatnot was it interesting? It's a holiday special. A, it was like a, felt like a holiday special that was entertaining. Uh, that led to some interesting stuff. Black Widow story was completely fucked up because her movie should have came before the end of Endgame. It, yes, and then that would have and even even if you left that movie exactly as it was, where its end credit sequence is, you want to know who killed your sister? That would have been a great like, oh shit, she's gonna die in the next movie. Which yeah, would what? Why? Game, like you could go. Her movie, then Infinity War, then Endgame, and then we would have been like, we're waiting for the foot, the shoe to drop for her to die and somebody to kill her. Yeah. And it turns out, no, she self-sacrificed and her sister's going to get used by Hydra. That would have been like Babe. a much more like build-up for it mm -hmm. than, oh yeah, I guess we should do a Black Widow movie because we killed her and people were upset that we killed her. So let's just do that now after the fact. Yeah. And it came off fucking stupid to do that. Yeah. 
Um, it would be much better to see that movie prior to Infinity War. Exactly. Um, so like, there's a few characters in the Marvel Universe. They've done really good with their with their storylines, and that's so far been Captain America, Iron Man, Loki, um, and Spider Man. Yeah. I feel like everyone else is just the Guardians too. Yeah, the Guardians did have, have a good have, have arc a good, for everybody. Good arc too, yeah. But I feel like the Guardians are their own separate thing. Yeah, they do feel uh, like one step removed from everything. Yes, because they are also they are also the one group of characters that feel like they're thrown into the Infinity War conflict mm-hmm. by happenstance. Well, because uh, Thanos and his daughters. Yeah, and that's the only reason why they got involved with the bigger picture of Marvel. Of the Marvel Universe, I should say. Yeah, I mean, like, they went up against Ronan to stop him with, with, and stop Thanos from getting that uh, Infinity Stone. But after that, they weren't, like, hunting for Infinity Stones or trying to figure out a way to stop Thanos. They went off to just do their own thing. Yeah. So it's like, they are a step removed from the major conflict where the Avengers and Earth are like, hey, we need to save us. Yeah. Save the universe. Tony Stark has been dealing with the idea that there's aliens out there who wanted to destroy Earth and destroy humanity. So since he's the been... first, since the first Avenger movie, and then he's been having issues with it ever since. Yes. So like, Guardians is like, oh, we stopped Ronan. Hey, let's go find my dad. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like they're off doing other <laughs> shit. Like they didn't care that oh, we stopped Ronan. We gave the Infinity Stone to Nova Corps. We didn't bother to see if anything was going to happen to him or anything. Like that. We went off and did our own thing. Exactly. And then it was like after the Infinity War, it's like oh well, we went and bought uh, nowhere apparently, yes. and we own this like mining refuge outlaw town we're just gonna hang out here until something this, else yeah this is our in. hq it's yeah. fine i was like it's not until like something else forces them to get involved then they get involved yeah because they're, they're, they're are doing take, their own thing because technically the mercenaries were higher yeah so then having st- go, it's good dog yeah they don't have stakes in any of the major conflicts other than they're told to go do something about yeah. it um where all the other heroes have a personal stake into it Especially everybody from Earth who lives on Earth because of what happened with Thanos killing or zapping out half the half the population, right? Um, the Guardians only felt that, that uh, Gamora was gone. And yeah. the rest of the only ones left was Rocket. Yeah, so and Rocket's Rocket and Nebula are the only two people who felt the effects of Thanos. Everyone else, when they come back, are like, oh, whatever. Yeah, whatever, let's keep going. So poor <clears throat> Nebula and Rocket are like, oh, shit, yeah, this PTSD, all- man. Yeah, they're the only ones who <laughs> actually have real character growth Yes, throughout the whole their whole series. Because she goes from villain to hero. He goes from kind of an obnoxious asshole to finally understanding family and we get more of his backstory by the end of Guardians 3. Yeah. To know, to understand why he was the way he was and why he cares about his new family. Yep. Um, so, like, yeah, Guardians has done a good good job with their arc. But, again, it's like, it's like, like its own separate yeah. thing. But, like, all the other Marvel characters, it's just been, they're there because Hulk was in the Avengers. Thor, yeah. was, in, Thor was in the Avengers. Captain Marvel, you needed your... Uh, Superman of the universe to show up. Yeah, I mean, Thor also has, like... He has a good arc to Ragnarok, and then after that, it's just garbage. Like, The Love and Thunder was a terrible movie, and yeah. it was a rehash of shit that, like, why is he going through this again? Yeah. We already like, went through this. He already learned all these lessons. Yeah, he, he it's wrapped up. He he did he done. He, yeah, he it's good. like they felt they had to do something more with him just because they had to do more with Thor, and it's like, that didn't really wrap up 
anything because he yeah he didn't take over New Asgard. He already handed it over to Valkyrie. Um, he's no longer with the Guardians of the Galaxy. So, so what? He's finally yeah. on his own. Jane wasn't even in Ragnarok, so you kind of already forgot about her. Yeah, and she played such a minuscule part as a female Thor, and and which was yeah. And it's like if you're going to have a female Thor, like let's embrace it, let's go all out with it. Yeah. And they just like, oh yeah, she's uh, the female Thor. Just deal with it. And the villain no. wasn't very compelling either, because like yeah, they didn't show enough of him being a god killer to be a threat. So yeah, Thor's kind of like he's at the end of his road, but like nobody cared about how that where it got there. I feel like. His character development was all in Ragnarok and then Infinity War and, and uh, Endgame. And that was good enough. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't have a good beginning to end arc like Loki does. Because um, even Odin didn't even get that. Odin was somehow banished from Asgard by Loki, which we were never told how he, Loki pulled that off. It's just, he just did it. Just, all we really see is seeing, <laughs> at home in uh, yeah, on Earth. Enjoy all, it, Dad. All we saw was that Loki was like, I'm going to pretend to be Odin. Okay, where's Odin? Apparently Odin went to a retirement home, like he said on the Norway. <laughs> and then just stay just disappeared and let Loki run run shit. Um so you don't get a satisfying ending for that character. Um and like <clears throat> so who else we got? Uh Nick Fury who in Vis- in Invisible Wars was garbage. Yeah. Um <clears throat> we have Scarlet Witch was done poorly. They killed off uh her brother already. Um, Hawkeye is just kind of meh. Was just always there. He was always. He's uh, always. He's always the, the Avenger of the day or cosplayer Avenger of the day type kid. Yeah. Um, well, no, no, he like won a chance to be Avenger of the day. Yeah, he's like for a day. He's like the the have a wish kid. Yes. <laughs> for the Avenger team. That's exactly it. And then we have the Hulk, who his story goes on more so in the comics, where he becomes more of a villain again. With Galactus Hulk or something, something I think. I forget what his name. The one, the one with the bald head yeah. and the fucking hair on the side, Hulk, who ends up conquering Earth. Like, yeah, that's a storyline though that I don't care to see. So they, even they went that route, I don't think you could hold the franchise together on a Hulk movies because nobody really cares about Hulk that much. Yeah. Um, Captain Marvel. They have the new movie out, which is getting good uh, reviews from uh, mm-hmm. consumers. Critics don't like it, but. Critics don't like anything, so who cares what they what they score stuff? Um, right. But the audience seems to like it. I don't know where they're going with that story. Um, I'm honestly, I can wait till it comes out on the streaming to see. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm not in the point where I feel like I got to see every Marvel movie that's coming because I want to know what's going to happen. Like they haven't devised a close enough plan like they did with the whole Endgame uh, plot. Where like, oh, Thanos is coming. Thanos is coming. Is he coming? Where's he going to show up at? Yeah, where they plan that seed really early. They plan the king seed early, but like we said, this Loki, together. this Loki show could basically wrap it all up where it's at, and they can never talk about king again. It would be fine. Yeah. Um. So, they, like I said, when they put themselves in a position where like they can get away with going any direction now, it's a matter of like, will they take the time to think about where they want to go with it and go that way? And what like we've been saying, they need to bring the X Men into it. So what Marvel I should do have done easily. <laughs> With WandaVision. Yeah, but I think what they should do is that they should bring the X-Men into it now as yes. almost a new franchise, but within this universe. Like, the Thanos uh, snap happened. 
um, all that's going on, but like you don't tie it back to Spider-Man or any of the characters we already know. You just start. Here's the X-Men. We're gonna go with their plot, their storyline in this in this universe, and then later on we can bring in newer uh, Marvel character, more Marvel characters for this next phase instead of introducing classic ones again. Right. I feel like the classic Marvel hero arc has already been done. Yeah. If you're going to continue Marvel, you got to do it with new heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can have Deadpool 3 be Deadpool kills Marvel Universe so you can reset everything if you wanted to. Yes, which <laughs> I think they have to at this point. Yeah, or you have to just... you got to ignore the classic heroes. The people you've already created, that they're done, they're over with. Their stories are complete. Put it on the shelf. Leave it alone for a while. Yeah, I mean, like... Because people just leave them alone and they can come back as older people later on. It's fine. Um, Except for Tony Stark because he's dead. Yeah. Just leave him alone. Yeah, leave leave to- him in the grave. Leave Tony, Tony Stark leave in the grave. Leave his corpse in the grave. Um, it'll be interesting to see where they go. Um, we have no idea if we're going to do TV shows moving forward, but Loki and WandaVision still remain to be the best Marvel shows that they've ever made. And those are the ones that you should watch. Skip yes. mul- uh, Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange movie because it was fucking terrible. Because uh, Wanda should not have been the villain there. Nope. <laughs> um, that movie also feels like they just crammed a bunch of shit in there. So there was no character growth for Strange, either. No, not really. He's still a cocky asshole, right? Yeah. Um, I think the next thing they're doing is they keep pushing. I keep seeing as uh, not as, but um, talk about it is the Fantastic Four, which Eek. they've not been able to pull off a successful Fantastic Four movie except for the Disney's Incredibles. So I don't know how they're going to do a Fantastic Four movie without capturing the same magic the Incredibles had without people saying, hey, you just copied the Incredibles. Maybe if they do it without showing, like, their origin story, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. The thing is, the Fantastic Four was never a group that I was a big fan of, but they've always been a big part of, like, the Avengers and stuff moving forward. Yeah. So they'll probably they'll bring that in as the next big focus. But like I, what we think though is you need to bring the X Men into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've never X Men always almost always existed like in their own universe that doesn't really have anything that affects anyone else in the Marvel universe. Yeah, except when they're like, hey, we're kind of doing an Avenger thing. Uh, let's pull Wolverine. Let's pull Storm. Yeah, it's really uh, what they did because, like... Because they'll nitpick, like, which yeah. X-Men character they'll want. It's usually Wolverine. Yeah. And uh, Storm is usually a big one. Uh, sometimes you'll get Rogue in there. Well, but... they, they have to do Rogue properly, which they never do. Where they can oh, go with, with Captain... No, well, is it, it Miss Marvel? Miss Marvel, yeah. Yeah, because Rogue has to get her flying power from Marvel. She has to... No, well, she gets it from Captain Marvel. She sucks Okay, I thought it was Captain Marvel or Miss Marvel. That she no, it's Captain Marvel. Okay. She got her... From the you're talking about the '90s rogue with yeah, the, yeah, some the, hair, yes. So, either way, X Men have always been <laughs> in their own universe because, like, their issues of racism and the Sentinels and all that shit have never popped up in anyone else's shit. Nobody went after. There was no talk about mutants and people going after Peter Parker, Peter Parker, or the Avengers. Or anybody who has superpowers that wasn't given to him by technology, like Tony Stark. Yeah, it's only. All, the whole racism thing has always been in the X-Men universe and never oh, bleeding out anywhere else. What they need to do is just bring X-Men into this universe, have those kind of talks come up, but obviously in this universe, I think that we would get quashed fairly quickly in this day and age. Like, yeah, no, we're not going to have this mutant res- registration and all this other bullshit because that's fucking stupid in this day and age to do that. Yes. And people would see why it would be stupid. 
and knowing that hey there was the blip that happened maybe you don't fuck with you don't anger people who have superpowers because somebody might do something like that to you again yeah like it'd be interesting to see the marvel universe from humanity's eyes of like wow we're fucked because we don't have superpowers and there's all these super beings wandering around yeah like they don't even know (laughs) they don't even know about the fucking like guardians universe where like there's a whole universe of beings out there and they just ignore earth because we're fucking savages (laughs) yeah it's like earth's stupid there's much better planets and moons with other people on them so it'll be interesting to see where they go. I think they've put themselves in a spot to abandon King if they want to and go somewhere else. But they're going to have to do writing very well. Still... Well, we've seen in the past few years their writing has not been well. Yeah, we'll have to see what happens, especially with the writer strike over and what talent's out there. Because the writers today, some are good, some aren't. Um, what we've seen is all the really good writers have retired because they've written their good stories and, they move, and they've made their money yep. and they're retired. <laughs> And they move on, and the new people who are doing stuff um, kind of suck. A lot of them <laughs> like to take someone else's work and then say, "No, I'm going to change all this to make it my own." And say, "Like you're taking someone else's work, you got to stay true to what to what that work is. If you want to write your own thing, yep. write your own fucking thing. Exactly. Don't convert someone else's canon or universe into what you want it to be." That doesn't that doesn't work. It just pisses off the fans. Yeah, and nobody likes what you made we're, anyway. We're looking at you, Witcher, one hundred percent. Yeah, we're looking at you. Just stick to the source material and not say, "Oh, we're gonna do something completely different with these characters." Nobody's yeah. Nobody's tuning in to see what you what your new ideas are. No, we're tuning in because we're like, "Oh, Witcher, I know that," and then we see what you put out. We're like, what "Like, you want to do new ideas? You do it how Kevin Smith did He Man, where it's like." This is a continuation of where you left off. Exactly. And then you can change stuff as you go in the future. You can't sit there and change the past and say, we're, we're going to do an adaptation of this. Now we're going to change everything that happens in the book and do it completely differently. Uh-huh. Um, and we're not even going to hit the same fucking milestone points. Like, at least Will Time is hitting the same milestones. Yes. They're just go- getting there a little bit differently, and it's working for them. Uh, it's not somebody sitting there saying, I'm going to write my own story into yes. this. Uh, where clearly that's what they're doing with Witch with the Witcher universe. Which yeah, was not Wheel, Wheel of Time has done an impeccable, especially for season two, an impeccable job of getting to those main points and doing it well for television where it makes sense. Yeah, I think the only problem now with television is that they're trying to do things in too short of a season because they're afraid they're going to get canceled. Because a lot of streaming services are like, "All right, we're canceling you after two seasons." Like, but but this. We agreed this was going to be like a five season thing. Well, that's the thing is that like because there's rate ratings aren't or ratings are still done, but they think they're done the same way before with the Nelson boxes. Oh, which means there's certain people out there who have a box attached to their TV that monitors what they're watching, and I think it also is now hooked up so that they can monitor streaming stuff. Mm-hmm. But because people don't watch streaming shows like they watch TV like every week at, at eight o'clock on a Tuesday they turn they turn to this channel. Yeah, it comes it's, on right here. It's hard to rate how popular your show is unless you're doing one episode a week releases. And then is that end up is that gonna make it so it's so long that people start forgetting to watch it after they get to a certain point mm-hmm. and they fall off. Because like you look back at it's like Star Trek, that's like forty something episodes uh, in some of the later seasons or something. They yeah. get long seasons because they could just do a, a episode after episode after episode. Yeah, it's just episode a week. <clears throat> where like with these big storylines like they fall apart if you don't finish it uh with the strike finally over uh they came out saying oh yeah we're gonna do uh stranger things season five like 
really quick and done get done as soon as we possibly can. Because like, your kids are in their twenties now. Like, these kids are too old. You've already broken the illusion of disbelief here. Just get the story done and be finished with it, and then people Move on to pe- something this will else. always be a show like, oh, it was really good. And then this, then they took a break, and then the strike happened, and now these kids are in their mid twenties. So uh, that's <laughs> why they, that's why they look like they're really old all of a sudden. Yeah, it's, it's like because you guys took too long to make it. You guys... needed to do because, especially since they were working with younger kids, was to do this back to back for the seasons, and they needed to write everything out beforehand, and it just felt like back to back. Yeah, but, but they didn't do it. Have that all planned out that well, way. Especially for season, like after they were renewed after season one, because they were renewed for six seasons after Yeah, they should have just episode, on after yeah. season one. And once they got that, they should have just punched out the scripts for all those seasons that they were planning on doing uh, and then just filmed back to back. Yep. But, but they did it. You, you got to do with the stuff like that. You got to do the old, uh, uh, Lord of the Rings method, just shoot everything at once and then edit it all up. I think they're all, but because they're kids, working with kids, you got time for screens on how long kids can work. Fair, but like I said, if you're going to do that, you kind of need to do a back to back, even if you have to do shorter uh, film days, days, but it can be done. You just treat it, okay, five day work week, kids film the, you know, film from. Yeah, or get waivers for the waivers or what have you. Yeah, they should have done that. Uh, we'll have to but, see what happens. I mean, the strike is over for both actors and writers, so we'll see what new content is going to be coming up in the future and how they do it. Yeah. Um, Marvel is now, at least at the end of this show, in a decent position to do something new. Will they do it? We don't no. know. We know that they're <laughs> I'm planning, saying no. They are planning on restructuring how they do TV shows, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but people are worn out in the superhero genre they need something different mm-hmm. i like to see comedy come back but because everybody's so politically correct you have no comedy anymore yeah. um so i'll see what happens um but hey those are the tv shows of this week uh loki was really really good go back and watch season one and watch season two again mm-hmm. binge the whole thing it's a worthwhile show to watch all at once i think yes um so totally worth it uh we'll have to see what happens next uh come the future we do have some new shows coming up uh in the next week, I know Scott Pilgrim on Netflix comes out next Friday. Yep. Uh, there is the Monarch show that's coming out, I believe, next Friday as well. Yes. On Apple. So there's a lot of stuff coming out um, that you're going out for the weekend. So you're not going to be here to see it. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I'm I fucked, but I will figure out a way to watch those before the next podcast. Yeah. So we'll check that stuff out and probably talk about that next, uh, next week's podcast. So thank you for listening. Uh, we will, you can always find us at thenerdcrusade.com, mm-hmm. uh, on Twitch at twitch.tv, twitch.tv slash, uh, nerdcrusade and YouTube, the nerdcrusade. Uh, you can watch, uh, see our game streams there. Uh, I've been going through, uh, started Spider-Man Miles Morales on yeah. there. Uh, we also have Alan Wake. We got to finish playing through. Yes. Um, technically you finished playing through Control as well though. So there's lots of stuff to get through to 48 through Alan Wake is how good it is. They'll have a whole expose on Alan Wake and and their storyline and all that, too. So, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye.